0: Today's episode of Skim from the Couch is brought to you by Prudential. Prudential helps you plan financially
1: for today and tomorrow.
0: Okay, let's get into the show.
1: I think that's the beauty about young people is that as you're starting out on your career, you can go in any which direction you choose. Um, And it's important that you choose as many directions as possible until you find your purpose and your passion.
0: So please welcome Joy Gordon to our couch. Joy is the CEO of Dress for Success, the nonprofit that provides the clothing, career counseling, and other resources that low-income women need to succeed in their careers. But Joy actually started her career in law, and she volunteered a Dress for Success on the side. Eventually, she decided to come on board full-time, and in 2002, she became CEO. Since then, she's helped grow the nonprofit from one storefront in New York City to a global entity. Today, Dress for Success operates in 160 cities in 30 countries and serves 1 million women. Wow. 2019 is Joy's 20th year at Dress for Success. Congratulations on everything, Joy. Welcome to the couch. Thank you. Thanks
2: for having me. It is an honor to have you uh, in our studio. Um, So before we kind of jump in on your journey... First things first, skim your resume for us.
1: Oh, my God. Well, I've been somewhere for 20 years, so that's the big bulk of my resume. Yeah, an easy bullet. (laughs) Exactly. So 20 years at Dress for Success, right before Dress for Success, I was at a different nonprofit as their director. Um, At the time, it was called uh, Victim Services. It's now Safe Horizon. Um, And then I was an assistant district attorney in the Bronx, and then uh, many small jobs leading up to law school. So I've been working since I was 15.
0: What's not on your resume? Tell us something that we couldn't find on LinkedIn.
1: Oh, that you can't find on Well, it's about my family life. I don't think you see that on a LinkedIn profile, um, that I'm a mother of two. My children, are, I have a college grad and one in school, um, a beautiful husband who's been my best friend for 25 years. And um, I'm I'm a hard worker, and I believe in service to others and friendship. Where did that come from? Um, I think from high school. I started getting involved very early on in volunteerism and service. And it was a big part of what I did in undergrad and what I did in law school. Um, And then it attracted me to dress for success. I started out as a volunteer and wanted to give back. And I understood the importance of a suit because I wore a suit every day. And, um, And it led me to where I am today that I've been part of this extraordinary organization for 20 years.
2: Do you think people that knew you when you were a kid or in high school would be, when they hear what you do today, are they surprised or are they like, oh, that was always what she was going to end up doing?
1: Well, you know, you hear about that through your, your friends. Uh, "Quote unquote" on Facebook, right? So <laughs> when you when you connect with people who knew you when you were younger, and they say, "I knew you were going to be who you are today," and you know how could they know when you didn't even know you would be this person? But obviously, there were elements of who I am today when I was young. Um, I was probably eager and excited about leading, always have been. Um, I was always the first to show up for any and everything. Um, and that's how I do in life. I show up.
2: When you think about the job of a CEO at a place like Just for Success, what, what, how would you describe what your responsibilities are?
1: Well, I think it's the same responsibilities of any CEO of a nonprofit organization, right? And so I think what makes you different and unique for maybe CEOs in corporate America is that you have to do a little bit of everything. First of all, we run a very lean ship address for success. So it's important for me to be part of the marketing team. It's been important for me to be part of the development team. It's important for me to be a part of the affiliate growth team and programs team. So I'm not sure that all CEOs of corporations are intimately involved in every aspect of the business. Um, But that is not unique in the nonprofit space. We are hands-on in every aspect of the work. So I'm part of the development team meetings. I'm part of the brainstorming around communications and public relations. I'm part of every single aspect of the organization.
2: What is your favorite part of what you touch as a CEO and your least favorite part?
1: My favorite is the women we serve. So on any given day, Dress for success, I get to meet the women who walk through our doors who are in need of a suit, but more importantly, their need of support. And so when I, I work on seven, but I walk down to six. And when I walk down to six, they're there in the boutique, standing in front of a mirror, putting on a power suit, and I get to see them. I think it's important in life that people see that you see them. And so when I stop and I talk to them and I and I, uh, comment on how they look and they look back at me, it's just a moment in time. It's the most important part of my day for me to remember why I'm there. Uh, probably the least part of the day that I like is begging for money. That's the nonprofit <laughs> world. Uh, so we beg for money all day long. You know, we're on the phones. We're on conference calls. We're making a pitch. And we're hoping that somebody is willing to invest in us. So... Uh, I've heard many no's over the years, but I've also ho- heard many yeses.
0: So you left a legal career to join Dress for Success Worldwide. Let's talk about that decision to go from more of a corporate path or or something like working for a district attorney's office. That is awesome. We watch Law and Order a lot. Um, to me, that's like <laughs> as a, do I like a, a glamour <laughs> career. Um, By to... the way,
2: the name of our studio is called Dun
1: Dun, like the oh, theme music. I love that. Yes,
0: yeah. um, to working at a nonprofit.
1: Yeah. No, I done done every night. I'm Always on the marathon of law and order. Um, you know, I think for a lot of people, if law was your ultimate goal in life, then it might have been tough for me to make that leap. But I went to before I went to law school, I was a journalism major. So, And the reason I went to law school was not to practice law. It was really to take the journalism career, couple it with the law, and really be like a legal analyst. So I was just really just trying to get my chops in law and get some cases under my belt and be in the courtroom and understand the law. And I... You know, tripped up on Dress for Success, and I realized what I really wanted to do in life was make a difference. And Dress for Success gave me the opportunity to make a difference. So I didn't just leap out of it; I ran from it. Uh, I I wanted to do something that was going to become bigger than me, and that's what these last twenty years has been.
2: How did you actually find Dress for Success?
1: I saw it on the news. Saw it on the news one morning, getting ready for work saw our founder, Nancy Lublin, talking about an organization she had just started. Um, and what she did is she made a call to action. She asked women to go in their closets that morning and donate a suit. And that's exactly what I did. I went in my closet, I put a suit aside, and I called her. And I realized what she needed more than a suit was a lawyer on her board. And so I joined the board. And with, within a year, I left what I was doing.
2: You know, it's one thing to start out volunteering someplace. And, um, you know, I think... a a lot of our audience and we've, you know, felt personally like our lives are so, you know, overtaken by work. And sometimes, you know, how do you find something that you find fulfillment um, by giving back? And how do you actually find the nonprofit where you feel like it is the right fit or a time commitment for you? What made you realize that, it was, you know, it's obviously such a, such a different work environment for you uh, to go from, you know, the legal career to being in a nonprofit. What made you realize that you could see yourself actually in that work environment?
1: Well, I think I, for one, I was young enough that I hadn't gotten wedded to any part of my life at that point. And so, first of all, working as an assistant DA, you're a public servant, you're not making a lot of money. So I didn't lead leave the luxurious career of working at a corporate law firm making six figures. In fact, the dress for success salary was probably more than I was making at the DA's office. Um, but it was also... I was young enough that I could restart. I could pivot. Um, And I think that's the beauty about young people is that as you're starting out on your career, you can go in any which direction you choose. Um, And it's important that you choose as many directions as possible until you find your purpose and your passion. And that's what I did. I found my purpose and my passion, never expecting to be in one organization for 20 years, but I have been.
0: Were there people in your life that Thought you were crazy for making a switch like that.
1: Yeah, my dad. <laughs> yeah, and you know why? And I get it now. I didn't get it then. I was really, I was as I was as disappointed in him as he was in me when I chose uh to leave law and work for a nonprofit organization. But I get it. He was an immigrant. And for him to have a son or a daughter who's a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or a professional meant something. And he didn't get it. Uh, but I'm grateful to say that before he passed, he uh, celebrated my decision at Dress for Success and saw that it has shaped who I am. Not only as a, as a leader, but as a professional, as a mother, and as a friend to other women, Dress for Success has shaped who I am.
2: What advice do you have for any of our listeners who are contemplating making a switch to the nonprofit world?
1: So I would encourage everyone to volunteer. I mean, that's the, that's the best way to start. And then, like I, join the board. Get involved in a leadership level at a nonprofit organization. You never know, when you're on the inside, that might be the opportunity for you to get really in the inside. And so it, it was the door opening for me a Dress for Success. And I know we're an organization that's volunteer-driven, and I've learned so much from our volunteers. Sometimes the next talent is standing right in front of you, and that comes from your volunteer pool.
0: When you are looking to hire someone full-time and you look at volunteers, what do, what do you look for? Like, what is it in someone that is making a commitment that's significant in their time, but it's it's a part-time position, like a volunteer is, to what do you see in someone that you think is right for the organization
1: full-time? Yeah. Well, for us, Address for Success, what matters to me is um, their integrity, who they are. Um, what shows up addressed for success? Not only are they talented, but you know, how they care about the women we serve. Um, And um, can our women learn from our volunteers? And do I want to work with that person? Do I want to come to work every day and sit alongside of that person? Um, Because when you're at work for eight to 10 hours a day, that team becomes your family. So you got to know that this is exactly who you want to be with every single day.
0: One of uh, the pieces of advice I got from my first boss that really made an impact on me was that he had a no assholes role when it came to hiring and building a team. Um, and I think we've been lucky enough to to be able to follow in those footsteps. How do you screen for things like integrity, like making sure that you wanna spend time with someone? Ten yeah. hours a day.
1: Well, I mean, you ask questions that are not going to show up on the resume. Like, really, tell me about yourself. Like, tell me, tell me when you failed and you've and you've gotten past it. Like the hardest thing that's happened to you in your life, um, where you've tripped and fall, because that's what happens to our clients every day. And if you're not willing to disclose your weakness then how will you be able to support a woman who's pulling herself up by her own bootstraps? And so I want people who are honest with themselves so they can help our women be honest with themselves. And if you're not willing to share your your worst of yourself, then how are you going to help another woman um get herself back. And so you ask questions and you see how people feel uncomfortable sharing or whether people are just honest with who they are and what they've gone through and what they've had to overcome because that's dress for success. These are women who overcome a lot to get up every morning to take care of themselves and their families. And I just want to make sure that I surround them with like men and women who also have gone through some stuff.
0: All right, let's take a quick break. One thing I have learned about myself, ironically, I am very, very good at thinking ahead when it comes to vacation. I am not so good at thinking ahead when it comes to planning my financial savings.
2: I am not good at either. But we can all agree that being in the know is much better than being in the dark when it comes to your money situation. Luckily, Prudential can help you see the light. And that cash money. (laughs) So meet Prudential's Financial Wellness
0: Assessment Tool. It helps you see where you stand with your financial goals and gives you key insights about your financial health. It only takes a few minutes to complete. So afterwards, you'll know where you stand and what you need to do next to reach your financial goals.
2: Use Prudential's Financial Wellness Assessment Tool to help you assess and plan for your own financial wellness. All you have to do is go to prudential.com slash the skim to get started today. That's prudential.com slash the skim. So much of your job involves convincing people to do things, to give money, to volunteer, to support the mission of Just for Success, and it requires you to be really, really good at persuasion. In your 20th year, I think you've gotten pretty good at it, but when you are fundraising, for example let's let's just look at fundraising what skills do you think are the most helpful to to get uh what's not really fun which is begging people for money uh to get the job done
1: i think fundraising in in essence you have to be a good storyteller Right. And so you got to tell a story. You got to tell a story that will connect with that audience and make the person you're talking to understand, you know, I want to invest in this. I want to be part of this. Um, And if I walk away from this table and I don't join Dress for Success, I'm at a loss. Uh, for not having done so. So you've got to be able to tell great stories, connect with your audience, um, and make people want to join you. Uh, I think I got those skills um, not only in my brief stint um, in undergrad in journalism, but really in the courtroom, standing before juries. And so you got to be a good storyteller in this space for people to want to follow you because that's what you are as a leader. You need people to follow.
0: How do you deal with the nose?
1: you know, you hear them as not now, not never. And so when someone says no, I just say, okay, Um, it doesn't mean I don't come back to you. um, But it's important now for me to build a relationship with you so that I can come back to you. And so that's how I treat no's. It's not now. It's not ever, never.
2: How do you keep your team motivated when you have to say that you got to
1: know? You know, we just pick up and keep going forward. I mean, that's the nonprofit space, right? You're going to get your series of no's. Um, it makes the yes that much sweeter. And so behind every no, we know there's a yes. And so you you push through the no's so you can hear the yes. We know what we do, and we know that the work that we do is important. And uh, there will be people who will not be able to support our mission, but there will be tons of others who have and will. And so you just keep forging ahead. The yeses are there.
0: When you think about telling stories, especially when fundraising telling a story, how do you identify which stories are compelling? Is it the stories of the women? Is it the story of the organization?
1: It depends on who your audience is. But, yeah, the women, the storytelling of the women is critical. There's so many stories of our women. Um, and there's so much, you know, I've been here for 20 years. I've I've met women who 20 years ago were coming out of prison, uh, coming out of homeless shelters, who today are managers and directors in the companies they work for. And I've been part of this journey with them for 20 years. There's such great stories in the women who walk through the doors of Dress for Success.
0: OK, so now I, I need to hear a story. Um, <laughs> so what was what? made you really feel like this was going to be your thing that you're going to spend 20 years doing? What was the story behind that?
1: You know, I think probably because I was raised by a single mom. And for me, uh, Dress for Success resembled a lot of my, my own personal journey, watching a mom who oftentimes worked three jobs to put me through private school and moved me around from New York to Connecticut to Oklahoma, um, chasing after a better life for herself and for me. Um, I saw a lot of that in the women at Dress for Success. I saw women who were hungry for something that was bigger than them and that, in fact, their greatest success was going to be their children, the outcome of their children's lives. And then I reflect back on a mother who was resilient and was hardworking and determined and cared more about me than she cared about herself, Um, I wanted to be part of an organization that did that for women. And so every time I work hard and work on behalf of another woman, a little bit of my mother is in there.
2: Okay, let's take a quick break. So I know that we've been spending a lot of time together per usual, taking a lot of pictures for our How to Skim Your Life book launch. And I was wondering which of the ones of me you wanted to frame. The ones with me in
0: them where I look good. So let's start there. Uh, And our favorite way to frame is FrameBridge. If you don't know by now, it's an easy and affordable way to frame your favorite things. Our favorite things are pictures of ourselves. Also frame (laughs) art prints and posters to the travel photos sitting right there on your phone. So go to framebridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. The expert team at Framebridge will custom frame your
2: item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Go to framebridge.com, use promo code Skim to save an additional 15% off your first order. Again, just go to framebridge.com, use promo code Skim. When
0: you think about the changes in the workforce with the advent of different types of technology and automation and um, even things like the gig economy, how has Dress for Success had to change either its it's partners or the way that it thinks about training women.
1: Absolutely. And it's really in the partnerships, right? Because we don't do hard skills training programs. So we've picked up a lot more um, programs that are uh, training women in the tech field. Um, and that's important to us. But it's also in just the whole interview process has changed. Like, I don't even know that I could interview for a job today. I haven't interviewed in 20 years. Um, but, you know, the first impression interview... 20 years ago had to do with how you looked on the interview. The interviews today are through Skype, through recruiters, through the phone. Sometimes you can't even get past the phone interview to get to an in-person interview. So we have to prepare women differently. Um, You know, to even look for a job, you have to have um, internet. You have to be able to do it through your phone or through your computer. Um, A lot of our women sit at a disadvantage. And so I'm here to make the disadvantages go away. Uh, that's what Dress for Success is about. And we, you know, the suit is important, but the suit alone is not going to either get you a job or keep you employed. So it's all the other tools we give her in her toolkit that are going to make sure that she thrives in work and in life. It no longer is about the suit anymore. It stopped being about the suit 19 and a half years ago. <laughs>
2: Your mission is obviously to instill confidence in women to help them achieve success. Where are areas that you are still not confident in?
1: Hmm. I think, you know, know, well, your kids can always make you feel (laughs) inept. (laughs) So probably my, you know, my greatest fear is that I've done something, I've helped other people and I haven't helped my own my own, you know. So my my son can challenge me on any given day. (laughs) Um, And so I think my motherly skills, I think, you know, could I have done better? You know, what could I have done differently? Um, But they remind me they're all fine. They're good. Um, And I think, you know, I think importantly, I need to just take care of myself. You know, two and a half years ago, I had a health scare, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And And I think part of that was I wasn't paying attention to my own self, my own health. And so and there were probably warnings and things that I should have been doing that I just didn't do because I was too busy. Um, So you can't ever be too busy for you. So
0: your organization not only depends on funding, but it also depends on volunteers. Um, How do you motivate them?
1: Our volunteers? Do they need motivation? No, they're self-motivated. Yeah. There's nothing I can do to make (laughs) our volunteers more motivated than they are. Um, They come to Dress for Success. These women, it's it's mostly women, Uh, the women who volunteer at Dress for Success, they are committed to the cause. Um, I have volunteers who have been volunteering at Dress for Success as long as I've been there. They've been there 20 years. They have their shift Monday from 1 to 4. It's like a job for them. I remember one woman, I saw her in the boutique, and I introduced myself. And she said, I finally got my shift. And I said, oh, okay. She said, I've been on the wait list for so long. And she said, I told my daughter that, you know, I finally got my shift at Dress for Success. And my daughter said, Mom, you don't work there. <laughs> and she goes, I've been trying to, though. So listen, it's, um, it's a great day at Dress for Success when you're there and you're connected to the women and you're, you're lifting someone up. I think you come to Dress for Success expecting to give, but you get back more than you give. Um, and that's the beauty of this organization. So I don't need to be there championing this cause. They do the hard work. They do the heavy lifting, um, and it feels good.
2: Well, we have one more segment. It's our our favorite. It's a lightning round. We're going to ask you questions, and you're going to answer as fast as you can. Okay. You're ready. What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? A doctor. College major. Journalism. First job.
1: Shoe store. Worst job ice cream store (laughs) me too (laughs) Uh,
0: worst professional mistake you've made
1: um i've allowed people to stay too long just because i felt like i could change them
0: is the worst the worst it's a yeah constantly learning that that is a theme that
2: comes up a lot on the podcast yeah first phone call when you get good news my mom first phone call when you get bad news my husband when's the last time
0: you negotiated for yourself
1: Wow, what a good question. Oh, every time I go up before my board of directors and um, annually, my performance evaluation, my review, I advocate for myself. I know my worth. Um, They know my worth. And so, um, but it it comes from a good place when you get to do it with people who believe in you. Um, But I think every woman needs to advocate for herself all the time.
2: How do people know you're stressed? Head down. What drives you today?
1: Uh, That I have left a legacy and that I've made the world better than when I found it and that I'll be remembered for what I've done for the last 20 years.
2: What is your shameless plug you want our listeners to
1: know? That this is not about a suit anymore and that um, it's important for all people to get involved in the world in which you live. And there are so many opportunities, whether at Dress for Success or with another nonprofit, you just have to take a, take a note from Nike and just do it.
2: <laughs> and Nike did not sponsor this.
0: Um, <laughs> but on that note, if our listeners do want to get involved in Dress for Success, where can they find out more?
1: Please just go to our website, which is dressforsuccess.org.
0: Right, Joy, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim
2: from the Couch. And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start your day. Sign
0: up at theskim.com. That's the, S-K-I-M-M, dot com. Two M's for a little something extra. One of the things that we are always inspired by is Oprah. Which is why this week we are recommending the book, The Path Made Clear by the one, the only, Oprah. You had me at Oprah. But just in case, Danielle,
2: why should our listeners read this book? Because we're obsessed with
0: it and it's extremely inspiring. Oprah talks to experts and draws on her own life lessons to help you figure out how to get where you want to be. And that's something we could all use some help with.
2: We cannot recommend this enough, so we put a link to The Path Made Clear in the show notes so you can check it out too. All right, that's it for this episode. See you back here next week.